Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to Sit Down with Stand-Ups. This week I have a very talented guest. Uh, you may have seen him on Chuck and Seth Rogen's new movie, Neighbors. Uh, it's a very funny Fahim Anwar. Hey, thank you. Actually, I got cut out of Neighbors now, so, oh. so they haven't seen me. <laughs> Can you bring up some other things I got cut out of? No. <laughs> I tell people, it's. do you know how hard it is to not be in a movie? Do you know how many auditions I went on to end up not being in a movie? <laughs> so hard there's like four auditions why do they I mean you were a, a, on IMDB it said you're a frat boy in it yeah that was that was the goal <laughs> how many days of shooting did you get it two two but then we ended up uh, the very last day of shooting like they had us wait they were running behind and so we we're just chilling in our trailers for so long and then the sun was coming up and they're like ah oh, we're just gonna scrap the scene because what? because it was a race against you know I oh. guess the sun and then because it was a night scene and then once the sun broke oh my gosh they crashed they scrapped it right there when everybody was still on set well it was two supposed to be two separate scenes yeah so the scene that we actually shot didn't make it you know and then the scene we didn't even shoot the second scene that we were supposed to do so oh man but whatever it was so tiny even when we were shooting it right i'm like this is gonna be the first to go (laughs) movies always run long right yeah was it a good experience though? Like you got it was to hang cool. out with like it's Gerard neat. Carmichael and yeah. everybody. Yeah, um, it, it was cool to see a familiar face when right. you're uh, on set. And then it's just kind of a mind trip. Like, hey, what's up, Dave Franco? What's up, Zach Efron? <laughs> I have posters of you in my room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, is this a podcast? I thought this was private. <laughs> and Seth Rogen was there too. And yeah, he was all really directing nice. it and everything. Him and uh, his producer or his uh, partner, Evan, met them. Cool. But it was just very... In passing, hey, what's up? I didn't really, I didn't sear a Fahim image in their (laughs) mind, or they would not remember the meeting at all. What was the scene that you were in? What were you supposed to be doing as a frat boy? So the scene was, I guess there's a scene in the movie where they have fireworks and everything. Right. This scene explains how they get them. So it's this contest. There's a character named the Rabbi, who's played by Harris Whittles, who I think his scene may have been cut to. So it was supposed to be whoever got to him first. He had this Mazda Miata trunk full of fireworks. (laughs) And whichever frat got to him first would get the fireworks. Yeah. So I'm the rival frat. Come running, we come running up the hill. But Zach Efron's frat is there. They got there just before us, and then we're really pissed. So we're like, God, oh, motherfucker, <laughs> God damn it! And they're just yelling at each other, like, "Fuck you! Oh, you want to, you want to go?" And we're like, about to fight, and then we go like, "All right, man, I'll see you in class tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like all very friendly, and, and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then um, you're from Seattle originally. I am. You grew up there, yeah. and your parents are from Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yeah. and what was that like growing up? Um, were your parents funny? Like, did you guys like crack a lot of jokes around the house, or <laughs> were you the funny guy? Or? Uh, yeah, well, I've noticed like they're they're funny people. Yeah, they're they're funnier in Farsi than they are English, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you knew all like the swear words and they were like pedash sukhta and stuff like that. Yeah, there's those, but I think just. When there's other Afghans and they're in conversation, I think it's uh, it's easier for them to be funny in in that than it is English. Right. But I think maybe my brother was my audience when I was a kid. So is he older or young? Yeah, he's three and a half years older. Older. You guys were just like fool around, and were you like a class clown at at school? I was, but like in um, I was smart about it. I wasn't just like throwing chairs across the room, (laughs) and kids are laughing. Yeah. Even as a kid, I had a sophisticated comedy palette, <laughs> so I could be the class clown, but the teachers would, it would be funny enough to where the teachers were like, all right, I got to give it up for that. <laughs> like, I would send you to detention, but that was too clever. <laughs> the class comedian. Yeah, it would just be like like words or something. It wouldn't be me doing a, yeah. a somersault <laughs> during reading or something. Yeah. And um, what, what were like some of your early influences from your... Comedy-wise? Comedy-wise, yeah. I always have this, sometimes this comes up, a lot of comedians will be like, oh, I have prior albums, right. or it was uh, or it was Steve Martin, and I didn't, stand-up really wasn't on my radar till pretty late, maybe I was 17 or 18 when I really noticed it. So I think the biggest comedy influence on me is The Simpsons. Okay, cool, yeah. That's... And that's just somehow permeated through me and, and my stand-up, but that, that molded kind of my comedy brain. Yeah. Just watching all those episodes. To grow up on that, and it's just always there, and what a great molder. Right, yeah. All those writers then, too. It was like Conan was one of the writers then, and like 
all these great guys. The they just great. started the watch every episode like uh-huh. today. Oh, yeah, episode. the the marathon. Yeah, they're playing all the episodes. Yeah, it was such a big part of my life, and I would watch it religiously. Yeah. And then as I got older, like maybe in high school and stuff, I, I lost touch with it, and I'm not going to watch it every week, but it was like clockwork when I was a kid. Yeah, it was like 7 o'clock, Fox, yeah. like every night, yeah. Who's just some of your favorite characters from The Simpsons? Um, early Homer was pretty great. Before, they just turned him into a buffoon, kind yeah. of, where he was just getting, it was physical towards the end. He was just getting hit by everything. <laughs> but in the prior episodes, there's just some very funny lines, and the writing is so airtight. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. I love Mr. Burns. He's like, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you went to college in at Washington? University of Washington, yeah. Okay, cool. And you were doing engineering? Mm-hmm. I was doing mechanical engineering. Mechanical engineering. Does, is that something that you liked, or was it something like where you're like, I want to have like a stable job and then do comedy at night? Kind it was of? that, pretty okay. much. And my parents were going to pay for college, but that was the lowest degree I could get and have them still pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So I did. As opposed to like doctor. And like, I mean, I could have done that, yeah. but I knew I wanted to do this so so much it was just like so obvious right that it would i would be straying away from that path if i was like i'm gonna be a lawyer or a doctor (laughs) then do comedy yeah (laughs) like people may think it's already extravagant to get an engineering degree and then do comedy Mm -hmm. to be so premeditated about that yeah but i feel like that's much more doable than i'm gonna be a a cardiologist <laughs> and then I'm gonna do comedy on the side yeah, and then what you get to the day we're like hey sorry patients I've uh, <laughs> kind of follow my true passion <laughs> I'm an audition yeah. at 3 o'clock good luck with that bypass but <laughs> so comedy was already like in your mind I knew I wanted to do it when I was 17 or 17? 18 okay or at least entertainment maybe it was an actor a writer just something with comedy right I didn't. Uh, SNL actually was the jumping off point. I okay. researched how people got on there, and it was, was stand up or improv. Right. And improv, you had to pay for classes and everything. It just seemed a lot more, a lot more bureaucracy. And my parents weren't thrilled about me doing stand up to begin with, so or comedy to begin with. So it's like I'll do stand up. At least I'm not paying money, and it's just me. It's up to me. It's not up to some teacher to tell me whether or not I'm ready for two hundred or. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so stand up just seemed like the the most doable path. Who was that class of SNL when you were 17, 18 that you like were inspired uh, by? Mike Myers and uh, Farley Sandler, oh, Hartman. Yeah. Big Hartman fan. Yeah. Even when I was a kid, just... All those impressions and everything. Just that and, I don't know, just like the best comedic straight man, but not even not even a straight man. Like, he can make a straight man crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's Like unfrozen actor. caveman lawyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a great sketch, yeah. And then so you knew pretty much like right out of high school, and then did you ever get to go on stage during college, or was it after college that you started? Um, I officially started doing stand-up the summer I graduated high school. So okay. I was 18, and just during that summer, I actually did a performance at school in high school. Nice. And that kind of... Like a talent show kind of a thing? It was a comedy night that me and my buddy had organized. Oh, cool. And then uh, I think I did 30 minutes for my first. <laughs> it's absurd. That's amazing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> was it like it all was material? Good. Uh, yeah, it was all. No, just no crowd rhythm, work. Just crowd work. I'm like, oh, crap, I got that 30 minute set I got to do for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot on the guy's shirt in the front row. <laughs> where are you from? Oh, where are you from? Oh, yeah. we're all from uh, the same I'm place? Like, oh, yeah, second period. I, yeah. yeah. I know I'm. <laughs> so you did 30 minutes your first time? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> did you just have all these jokes written out from before? Or? Yeah, I guess I just wrote 30 minutes. <laughs> and you said you style. did well? Like you did really yeah. Good. That's like awesome. But I mean, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. It's not like, <laughs> I got to get, I got to do this 30. I got to get it on film. <laughs> like, that's my special. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Out the Gate. <laughs> <laughs> the GED special. <laughs> yes. Yeah. High school. That's awesome. And then, uh, so you were doing it, and then a little bit through college too? Were you doing like That's all, well, ever and... since that summer, uh, that's all I've been doing. It's been 12 years since. It's just been stand-up and whatever else is going on in my life. Awesome. So it was stand-up school. Then when I got a job, it was stand-up work. And now it's stand-up, stand-up. That's awesome. It's stand-up, stand-up, or stand-up acting, or stand-up right. sketches. But it's just it's it's uh, all in, if you will, like the new Step Up movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so comedy it's all in. <laughs> and my shirt's off on the billboard. <laughs> 
so it's an instant like connection like you're like this is for me i like this. the goal is to always do this and then i finally got to the point opportunity and career-wise and financially where i could do it full-time right but this has always been the goal yeah so it's kind of nice to be in it yeah and then um so you graduated with engineering and you worked at boeing yeah for a few years uh-huh and you were like you were testing out some stuff what were you doing there i was a stress analyst for the 747-8 freighter and <laughs> passenger uh, so I would work on the floor beams. Oh, okay. So we would test the stress on the floor beams. But it was all computational. It wasn't like we're in some factory throwing bowling balls and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just run the numbers, and then it shows up red in certain places, and you tell design, hey, beef it up here. Maybe add these fasteners here. Put another one here. So it's just this collaboration between design and stress. Okay. That's how planes get built. <laughs> And uh, did you like that job or not really? I mean, there there are worse jobs. You could be just laying cement or whatever. It's not right. that bad. I'm in a cubicle for eight hours. I could have different tabs open. <laughs> <laughs> it's not m terribly mentally taxing or anything. It's very procedural. You learn how to do a thing. You do it. And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't but that bad. But it's not my passion or anything. Right. Uh, once the clock hits. You're going to a gig. I, four, 440 or whatever it is. I'm out. Right. <laughs> but with stand-up, I could be in an editing bay for five hours. Right. And then my body will tell me I got to eat, but I don't want to. Yeah. That never happens with engineering. <laughs> and I think that's true of any field that you get into. Once it doesn't feel like work or once once you're really into it, then you're going to excel because you're putting in time even when you're technically not supposed to, or you don't have to. Right. Because it's not work to you. You just, you just like it. The hours go by, yeah. Yeah. And so you'd basically just work like nine to five and go immediately and to yeah, yeah, yeah. a comedy club or something at night. I remember we'd have these performance. I was a good employee. I was I was good at what I did. Yeah. We every year we'd have this mid mid year review where you have to go into a giant a conference room too big for two people. <laughs> and <laughs> like the, office space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have to self evaluate, be like um, how you think you've been doing. <laughs> Which, of course, I'm crushing it <laughs> every year. I'm not going to die by my own sword. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just killing it, you know. Yeah. And then the word I always got, would get back to be like, yeah, everyone likes you. You get along with everybody. People really love you. And you do everything that's asked of you. But you, you, you never really, uh, you never take more. <laughs> you never want to take ownership of more. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is totally cool with me because that wasn't my main they're trying to push you like to keep going forward. Maybe they want to be like maybe the management round, or maybe right. try to like a lot of young kids who are into engineering out of college. They they got something to prove, or I want I want to I want them to see me in a positive light, or they just take on more than they than you have to. Right. And that I was just trying to do stand up, so <laughs> I would do what was asked of me. I would do a good job of it, and then I would clock out. <laughs> I'm not trying to come in on the weekends and pull seventy hour work weeks. Yeah. Not showing off, not slacking up. Yeah, get done. Just give me the paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then, so like all this time you're working, and then you go straight to a comedy club. Like, how was your writing process? Like, were you write uh, like work? Did you already have stuff, or uh, mostly on stage, maybe? Well, I guess I was lucky enough in that I had had four years under my belt before I even came to Long Beach, and was having a legit job, and and school was kind of a a substitute for what work was in terms of mentally having that thing in the daytime, and then. So it wasn't that bad, and I don't, I don't really sit down and write. Early on, I did. I would sit down and have to like, or I wouldn't have to, but I would go through so much material that some stuff would come to me, and then when I would exhaust that, I would sit down and try to churn out material. But then I've gotten to the point where I just live life, and the bits will come to me, and I'll, I'll let them marinate in the car, or just I don't have to sit down and have an egg right. timer and crank <laughs> it out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was able to do it. And what was the comedy scene like in Long Beach? Just like the gas lamp. The thing is, like... I wouldn't really. I lived in Long Beach, but I wasn't entrenched in the Long Beach comedy scene. I would always drive. drive up I would drive sunset. up to Hollywood, okay. uh, or or do Bill Word stuff. Sometimes in Huntington Beach, or where else did he have a? Yeah, Huntington Beach. There were there was a gas lamp show. I did that. That's where I met Jason Collins. Oh, cool. I yeah, he's funny. Yeah. And uh, but I was mostly driving up to Hollywood. Yeah, and like Comedy Store was like. Place. Later on, I did. Once I, once uh, I met Chris, Crystalia. Oh, okay. I met him at um, 
Sportsman's Lodge, which is one of the only places you can get up on Friday and Saturday. And so I met him there. It was a crappy outdoor patio show. But somehow we hit it off. <laughs> I guess he... I'm surprised. Sometimes you'll do a show that you're like, ugh, this was god-awful. But then someone will be like, hey, that was really good. <laughs> you know, were you watching the same show? <laughs> so that was one of those things where I was just kind of like, oh, that sucked. But he really liked it. And then we became friends. And then he became a regular at the comedy store. And then I w- that gave me a reason to hang out there. Because I had tried to crack that nut a little early on. And yeah. if you don't have an inside track, it's an intimidating place. And yeah. there's no reason to hang out there, really. Right. <laughs> unless you know someone. It's very like college kind of atmosphere, like high school. Just like I mean, I love it now. It's it's a frat. It's definitely yeah, it's a, totally frat. a frat. Yeah. So you met Chris Lee and Jason Collins. Like that's when you guys like you guys started together, kind of in LA. Or um, I don't know how soon before we had met that he's been doing comedy. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I would uh, hang out with Brent, Brent Morin, okay, cool. Jason Collins, and Chris D'Elia. That was kind of the crew for a while. Nice. Just going to shows and hanging out. Do you get to? Did you ever get to work on Undateable, his new show yet? Or? I didn't get to. I've been to a few tapings. Yeah. I think I went to three or four of them. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and all of your sketches too. All your sketches I've seen online, and you're doing that at the same time while you're working. So yeah, you're I think what the way sketches came to be was I came to LA, and there's not a ton of stage time when you're a new guy. Nobody knows who you are. You got to break into a whole new scene. Seattle's great. Because I already built those bridges, and, yeah. But then you come here, and nobody knows you. You may be funny, but there's there's some politicking as well that you got to do. So I was getting backlogged and just creatively frustrated, and just YouTube seemed like an easy outlet. I saw some of the stuff that was doing well sketch wise. I'm like, I could do that. Yeah. So I started doing sketches, and then as stand up came along and progressed, I just kept on with the sketches because it was just fun to do. And it's I feel like it's one hand washes the other. Yeah, I love all those like the Domino sketch and the Iraqi Tron uh-huh. sketch are like some of my favorite ones. Yeah, those are really funny. And those are cool because sometimes when you're sleeping, it's working for you as well. It yeah. always exists on the web, right? And you write all those with uh, what's his name Aristotle? Aristotle. Yeah, I think Iraqi Tron. We we wrote it together, but and the Iraqi Patriot missile. That one I I wrote. That one's really good. Oh, thank you. Was that in response to the bush, the shoe yeah, throwing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was so simple. It was just a camera. People thought some people think that it was really shot in Iraq. <laughs> Where you shoot it? It was in the hills in the Bay Area. Oh, okay, I forget. It's called something, but it's very hilly. Maybe it's by Concord or, or yeah, I forget. But it's my my cut. My cousin's place. Okay. It's right up the hill. It's Concord, not yeah. far at all. I've He's, driven through that. <laughs> yeah, it's very mountainy. So that's Concord, Bay Area, is Iraq also. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Sure. And my cousin's in that video. Oh, really? He's Hassan Minhaj is in there, too. So the one who's not Hassan, <laughs> who goes, I'll take 500 of oh, them yeah. <laughs> or whichever. Whoever says it first, that's yeah. my cousin. Awesome. How many takes was it to get the shoe contact? Not that me? many. I'm pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> just nailed it. <laughs> Those were really funny. And I love the Domino's one too. Oh, that was the first sketch that me and Aristotle ever shot together. Yeah, yeah. And did you guys? Did you guys write it together? Do you write it and you just kind of? I wrote that one. Um, I had just quit Boeing actually, and I would just flow. The relationship between me and Aristotle at the time was, I would just I I'm just teaming with sketch ideas all the time. Yeah, and I would just throw them out to him. I threw this idea out, Domino's, and he really liked it. And then he thought he wanted to shoot at number one. And then he was like, why don't you bulk up for this video <laughs> just for that last shot? Because I was a scrawny. I think when I first moved to Long Beach, I was 143. There's a comedy time video of me on the Internet just somewhere. And I look I look so I have braces. <laughs> I'm so skinny. So that's what I was before yeah. I started bulking up for this YouTube video. And then he trained me in, I think, six weeks of training, and then I bulked up. I put on some muscle for this YouTube video <laughs> for that last shot. The last shot with the tattoo. Yeah, Domino's yeah. yeah. The American History X. The senior. Quite the curve. <laughs> no, that's a great one. And uh, you did a lot of stuff with Francisco. Those sketches are Yeah, lately um, there's these simple sketches that sometimes I'll have, just two guys talking to each other. It always starts with one of us giving the other coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your whatever. Here's your tall mocha, blah, 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 and then something absurd happens. 
it's shot here in my apartment and it's it's fun just to have a simple idea and be like hey francisco why don't you come over let's bang it out yeah and then sometimes they take off people gravitate towards them it's just very low stakes and high reward yeah no, i love those they're simple and but really funny and brilliantly written um one of the first things you did was chuck yeah i got that while i was still working at boeing actually oh cool so did you you were like a like an mit kind of yeah every guy. role i get it seems to be an college educated <laughs> mit for chuck was it mit yeah i think so yeah and then i think i was in lie to me and i was a stanford grad and then i think i played this tech dude or some website guy on Rizzoli and isles Play a lot of smart people. Yeah, typecast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to, I want to be a septic tank pumper, but <laughs> nobody wants me to play that. And so you were still working at Boeing when you got that, and you were, yeah. were you auditioning? Like, how would you like even get to? I mean, uh, I would take a long lunch, or I would duck out early. Yeah, I would have to finesse it. I couldn't do too many. I couldn't have right five auditions in one week. I was, I was pretty selective with. Yeah. Um. And then I got it, and then I said I had a family emergency, and I had to leave for a week yeah. or eight days. So, But I was in Burbank shooting. Wait, so so did anybody know that you were like into comedy and stuff? No, no, I told nobody. It was a total secret? Yeah. And how did, did people find out eventually? Like, well, I got to the point where I had to quit because I had too many things, and I couldn't half-step it anymore. Right. So Maybe it came as a surprise to some people because then one dude – this Iranian dude, his name is Reza. Reza. I forget his last name. But he Googles me, I think, two <laughs> or three days before I'm about to leave. It's a very Iranian thing. To yes. Do. <laughs> he needs to get to the bottom. i got to figure this yeah. guy out. If you can't figure something out, <laughs> Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google always knows. Yeah. Even if it's super personal. Yeah. yeah. So he once he Googled me, the jig was up. And he told, he told everybody. Oh, Reza. You would think you would have enough sense that if you've been working with someone for three years and they haven't told you <laughs> that it's kind of on the maybe <laughs> it's for a reason <laughs> reza doesn't think that way though <laughs> so then people people knew uh but it was, it, just, it was just it wasn't a big deal yeah but i think just the last two days it was just conversations i didn't want to have like oh yeah yeah i do stand up and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's easier to keep the world separate and for me at least yeah so you're like a superhero, like by day or I guess I just don't engineer. want I didn't want people to think that my work was being affected by what I'm doing on the side. Right. That and then I don't want to have that copy machine banter where oh, I want to come to a show. Oh yeah, I'll oh, let yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Just let me do my thing. <laughs> and then Chuck happened like right after. Um, Did it happen during the actual like I well I taped it during um like it didn't come out on TV. It didn't come out until later. I was gone okay. once. Uh, hey, I think yeah. I saw Fahim on TV. Last Probably. Night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't at work anymore. Yeah, that's awesome though. What was that like? Was it like pretty exciting to do? It was really cool. It's still the biggest thing I've done because it was the entire episode. It was right. a huge guest star. It should have been called Manouche that episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was my name, by the way, in the show. Yeah. And then after you do something that big, people are always friends and stuff are like hey maybe they'll bring you back maybe <laughs> i don't know they're not why would they <laughs> maybe maybe manoush comes back there's a lot of manoush fans <laughs> no there's very few <laughs> only people close to me are manoush fans and then um so you like acting a lot too is that something that i don't know if i uh i it's fun mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's what drives me acting is a byproduct of comedy of stand-up and sketches. I like acting in my own sketches. I like creating more than anything else. Yeah. Auditioning and that Chuck thing, it's fun. But that's not, I don't, I'm not this vessel just waiting to book jobs or whatever. Yeah, I take more pride in writing something, like the stuff I do at Francisco or the sketches I write and seeing that to fruition. Right. Yeah. So it's like, would you... Ideally, like, do you want to be, like, a, a great comic and play, like, arenas or something like that? Or would you like to be, like, SNL, would, like, movie type? Like that Sandler, would be cool, like, too, yeah, movies. for sure. But I would like to be seen as a brand, a comedy brand, yeah. and a, a voice. People know a type of humor. If you're just an actor, there's no, I feel like there's not a lot of control in that. And I like control. 
Because if I'm just going on auditions and stuff, it's a lottery ticket. But if I'm doing sketches and doing stand-up, I'm driving the ball forward. I yeah. have, I have, I, I can see what's being done. And I love your stand-up style too. I've seen you at the comedy store like a few times. And yeah, that's my home club. That's yeah. my favorite spot. And just like your material, I love it so much because it's like it's just very relatable. Like right off the bat, right when you come in, uh-huh. you've like, been on like Uber and stuff. It's just like everybody like knows what you're talking about right away. But only in LA, because sometimes I'll do. I did Ohio with Chris, and I have to be very aware that Uber and Lyft isn't everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so although it's a great bit here in LA, because it's it's such a part of the culture now, it may not be true in Iowa or something. <laughs> So that kind of sucks. I'm like, ah, oh, my right. favorite bit right now isn't working, or I can't. I know well enough that I can't do it. Yeah, and you're also like, well, what I also appreciate is like you just do like very funny and like observational from your perspective jokes, and but you also incorporate like, you know, your background and your ethnicity and stuff like that. But it's not always about that. It's not the focal that. point. And if I, if I have been doing that lately, is because I was doing an hour at the improv, mm-hmm. and part of that hour. You have to be autobiographical. I've had the bits, but I always make it a point to just do what I believe is funny. Yeah. I never feel the need to address, yeah, I'm a brown guy up here, guys. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, th- I don't want to have to – I just want to do whatever I believe is funny. That's it. Yeah. And my brain works. doesn't even work in that way, that, that brown background thing. Uh, but I do have – if it comes naturally to me, of course I'll talk about it. Yeah. But it's never a focal point. People won't come or see a show and be like, oh, that was a funny Afghan comedian. Or right. That's why I appreciate it. Like, That's a funny guy. Oh, he's Afghan? Yeah. Or it, my ethnicity is secondary right. to being a comedian. No, but that's why I appreciate it because, like, you know, it's just like he's a funny comic. But, like, I feel like a few years ago, five years ago, something like that, there was everything with, like, you know, the uh, access of evil comedy tour. There was, like, you know, you have iranian comic or you're you know a mexican comic or whatever so like i really appreciate that it's just like hey i'm just a comedian like you know i'm just doing yeah what i think is funny and stuff like that and i feel like if that is to get successful or say i am to garner success just being a comedian who happens to be afghan that does far more for my people than it does being an afghan right comedian exactly yeah appealing to this niche being accepted mainstream and being Afghan does way more for our people than... Absolutely. It's like Aziz, you know? Aziz has done... A, it's been great for, yeah. for Indian people as a whole. Just and Indian Americans. mention it, really, because there's no need to. Like, he doesn't... I feel like you also, like... You can't talk about it if you don't really, like, link to it as much. True. But then also, not, there's nothing against it. If your mind works that way, great. Right. Do comedy however your mind is wired. But for me to try to do jokes like that, it, it, it would just come off so strange. It would come off as disingenuous because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't work that way. Right. And you also do, like, a lot of characters, too, which I love. And you do, like, even just, like, when you're telling a joke, you'll take on, like, a woman's voice or, like, you'll take on some other guy's voice. And, yeah. Uh, you also have uh, your character that you do, um, Lance. Uh, Lance Canstopoulos. Yeah, Canstopoulos. <laughs> and I never saw him live, but I always I see clips on YouTube and where so you've never seen him live? Uh-uh, not yet. He's at the Comedy Store Saturday. Oh, he is? Yes. Dang, I'm going to go check him out then. <laughs> In the original room? Yeah, he always does the original room. Okay. So Where did Lance come midnight. from? Um, Lance come from? It was by accident. Lance existed visually for the sketch I did with Melissa V. Senor. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. It's called Dirty Breakin', and it's kind of this parody of Footloose and, and Flashdance and all that. So just visually, Lance existed. He didn't have an accent or anything, but then Willie Hunter had this show called The Willie Hunter Show in the main room at the comedy store, and then he a- he wanted to be a musical guest. He called me up. He goes, I want you to do a dance number. <laughs> Could you do a dance number for the show? And I thought that would be very strange if me as Fahim was just dancing. <laughs> I go, that's weird. <laughs> I go, I'll, do, I'll dress up as this character and do a dance number. He goes, yeah, that'll be great. What's his name? I said Lance Canstopoulos. I just threw it out because I had to put it on the website. Right. And then I did the show. It was it was it was nice. It was fun. It was really funny. It was kind of a comedic dance number. Mm-hmm. There was no talking or anything. Then the performance is done. I'm walking through the halls of the comedy store. Open mics going on in the original room. It's late. One of the door guys is like, "Hey, you want to go on?" I go, "Yeah, okay. I'll 
I'm gonna go dressed like this. <laughs> and before I hit the stage, in my mind, I go, I gotta, I gotta do an accent, otherwise this makes no sense right. visually. The hair, the wife beater, the mullet. <laughs> so I go up, I'm doing this accent, this character, and all that, and it's just crushing. And there's not that many people in the crowd, so when you make a lot of people laugh in the crowd, and when you make four or five people laugh late at night, it, there's something there. Yeah. So it planted the seed. And I didn't do him a ton, but I knew there was something there. And in the last year, I've been doing him with regularity, maybe every two weeks or every week now. And then the character's gotten tighter and tighter, and it's just so fun to do. There's no material. He just shows up. <laughs> just riffs with the crowd. Yeah. The comedy is just in being that guy. <laughs> and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And that's part of the magic, too, is that there is no script and that you're just watching this guy exist. <laughs> In his mind. And he's just, he <laughs> thinks he's killing it. Yeah. He's crushing it. He's never had a bad set because his, <laughs> he doesn't have the pathways in his brain that would lead him to believe he had a bad, there's no such thing as a Lance Kinstopoulos bad set. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. It's bulletproof. To be so delusional, you can never have a bad set. <laughs> it's always the audience's fault if they don't want to get on board. He's going to be just fine. He can't stop. <laughs> he can't stop. That's amazing. So do you, do you have a lot of fun, obviously, with them? Like, you just go on yeah. and you get to be this, like, alter ego. Well, and you don't have to worry about bits. Because when I do me, there's things I want to talk about. I'm like, oh, how does this work? What did I tweak? Blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, planning and... I don't want a lot of planning, but there's definitely some mental work that has to be done before you hit the stage. Lance, just throwing the wife beater, the hair, dance, and the rest. Just have <laughs> just, a good time. <laughs> yeah, and just black out and come off stage, and then what happened, <laughs> happened. <laughs> there's something very fun and liberating about knowing all you have to do is show up. Oh, yeah, he's great. I saw the one on YouTube where you're dancing on all the front row tables. Oh, yeah. And you're just riffing with some of the ladies in the back. And it's so funny. Like, it's just, it's kind of like, you know, Comedy Store had Tony Clifton, too, like a while ago. It's like yeah. Andy Kaufman, kind of. I feel like that's too flattering. That's very nice. <laughs> I, I'm i not as entrenched in that. I don't show up as Lance and then only <laughs> just talk be Lance to you. For the if, whole night. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. If you become successful enough, then I'll just have to stick to it. To Lance. Yeah. Um, and you also did Just for Laughs this year? I did it uh, in 2010 for New Faces, and then last year I was there. Okay. I didn't do it this year. For, okay. And then you did New Faces in 2010? Yeah. That was the first time. Was that, like, kind of nervous? or? Yeah, you, you know, yeah. It's it exciting, though, right? Because you're nice. all in a hotel with a bunch of comics for a You're week. not. When you do New Faces, they tuck you away somewhere because they try oh, to really? keep you secret for as long as possible. Okay. So they don't, you don't get to stay at the Hyatt with everybody else. Yeah. And you have to walk to the venues and stuff. Uh, and then you treat it as this bigger thing than it really is. You're like, this is do or die. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is gonna make or break me. And it's just another show. Yeah. But you don't really realize that till after the fact. Um, it's it, it was fun to do. Glad I did it. Scratched that off the comedy bucket list. Who else was on New Faces while you were? Melissa Vicenor okay. was in my year. Mike Vecchione, who I just bumped into at the comedy store yesterday, he's a New York guy. Very funny. Um. Who else was there? Uh, Fortune Feimster was my year. Oh, okay. Colin Jost. Nice. He's a writer for SNL. Um, trying to think. I used to, I used to know so many off the top of my head. But that's the thing. People forget all the time. Right. M Montreal will come around every year, and the auditions will be going around. People will be like, did you audition? <laughs> but I'm guilty of it, too. I did it to Lizzie Cooperman one year, and then she's like, I've, I've been there already. <laughs> so it, it was fun to go back last year, though, because... You stay at the hotel. It's, right. You're a working comic now. So the first thing you have to audition for it, or do they kind of seek you out? Like, do they send, like, scouts to clubs? Or, like... Um, yeah, they'll, there's auditions in New York and L.A., and then there's usually one or two, sometimes three showcases yeah. before you find out whether or not you made it. And then last year when you went, you just invited and you go Yeah, last year they just asked me to do... I think uh, they have this thing out there called The Ethnic Show, which I'm kind of like, yeah. <laughs> We've already discussed my sentiments of yes. <laughs> ethnic uh, branding. But it got me out there. But then there was also a TV taping separate oh, cool. from the ethnic show. The so that HBO was the silver Canada. lining. It was for their Comedy Central. It was for Comedy okay. Network. So that was cool. That's awesome. And yeah. it's like a big theater, like a bunch of comics there too. Yeah. 
Who was there last year? Was it like Chris Lea and all those guys? Like, he wasn't there last year. He was there this year. But it's just comedy summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I bumped into Judah Friedlander so much really? in the span of three weeks. I would see him in Montreal all the time. And then I was in New York for a week because I had a dark week in between. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him at Gotham. I saw Judah Friedlander more than I have in my entire life just in, <laughs> in those two, three weeks. And you played New York, too? You, you played at, like, Gotham? I, uh, for that dark week I did. I did Hannibal's okay. show out there at the Knitting Factory. Oh, cool. I did Gotham and did UCB East, I think. Was that a thing? <laughs> it was one of the UCBs. But then I was kind of a tourist, too, so I didn't really hit the pavement hard doing stand-up. I was yeah. sightseeing and stuff. Cool. Nice. And do you like L.A., like, compared to Seattle? or? Yeah, I love L.A. Um, everything I've built is out here, my friendships and yeah. career-wise, and the weather's nice and all that. But I, I can't do what I do anywhere else. Right. Really. So that's why I like it. Yeah. And I've already I've already built the relationships club wise. I'm in I'm in at the store, I'm in at the improv, I'm in at the factory, so it's a good place to be and it would be so hard to I can't imagine doing that anywhere else or starting over. It's just I've put too much work into it. Right. I'm in too deep. <laughs> I can't build these the comedy. I had a, I, yeah, <laughs> I had to start over when I moved from Seattle. I don't know if I could do that again. I don't know if I have enough energy tank. So you felt like you were starting over when you came from Seattle when you already had four years. Yeah, you may know how to write a joke, but... The connections and stuff were... Yeah. Right. Nobody knows that, though. You still have to make first impressions again. Yeah. You do have to start over, in a sense. Except maybe it's... Was it a little bit easier, though, having like those jokes that you knew worked after four years? Uh... But if you're not really getting on stage that much, to I'm definitely glad that I had it and I know it, I knew how to write a joke before I came out here and that I was a little more seasoned. But uh, I know like an audition for like improv could be like very nerve wracking. But like if you already have like a tight three minutes, you're like, oh, right, I'm just gonna go do this and maybe. And then I, I think also maybe I, uh, the fact that I was in Long Beach, made it tough because there's still quite a bit of distance between Long Beach and, and Hollywood. Right. And that things don't really start get moving until you're in Hollywood. Yeah. I've noticed a difference between when I was in Long Beach and when I've moved out to Hollywood. Just when you're in town and you're free to do a lot of shows, things happen faster when you're in it rather than just kind of a satellite. Right. You also did um, MTV's. Oh, Disaster Days. Disaster Days. Yeah. How was that? Do you like that? That was fun. Yeah. It was. I did two seasons of that, season three, season four. Where he's just a terrible dater. I saw the clips on YouTube. Your yeah, beatboxing guy was <laughs> with the food in the mouth yeah. and all that. Yeah, that was fun. This is crazy. Somebody uh, t- hit me up on Twitter and found out that one of the girls that I went on a, the terrible date with, he, he went to high school with her. <laughs> and then and then another person who went to the high school sent me a picture of her like wasted grinding some guy <laughs> so i'm learning way too much about the character. about this ancillary character in my life <laughs> just running yeah i was gonna ask you have any of them come to like your shows and you're like remember no. me from from disaster, disaster days i haven't had that <laughs> but you keep getting the texts well it just happened last night which is why it's so fresh in my mind and ridiculous <laughs> it's so funny there are there mostly like comedians on that show is right yeah, there were a lot of stand-ups when I did it. Yeah. Well, f- for the guys, because it was a cast comprised of half guys, half girls, mm-hmm. you know, for dating the different genders. <laughs> like, I have to explain it. <laughs> See, girls generally <laughs> date guys. And, I mean, sometimes they date the same. <laughs> for my seasons, Jeff Keith was a dater, oh, and cool. then Kayvon oh, as nice. well. Yeah. And he, he actually did a show after. Was it after that show? Was, was it on MTV? I think it was. Or uh, or. K-1. Jerks with cameras. Yes. Jeff Keith was on that. I and Amir K, I think, was on that. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. And then Grant Cotter as well. Okay. So, yeah, there was, there was a lot of stand-ups on that. But the the women, there weren't there weren't a lot of stand-ups. They actually Bethany, had no Bethany idea. Bethany Dwyer, she, she's a oh, stand-up. Yeah. The person actually has no idea what's going on. They don't. So many people are like, oh, this is fake. Right. <laughs> it wasn't fake. Sometimes they would know what was up, and then we just couldn't use it. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah. Some people, some people, some people were like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, woo, yeah, spill, spill spaghetti sauce. How much? Because there's so much lighting in this restaurant. Yeah, why are there so many reflective boxes <laughs> <laughs> everywhere? I've never seen this many decorative 
What was the longest amount of time that you were on one of those? Because at the end, it's sixty minutes. So sixty minutes, 60 minutes is the cutoff. It's if they last that long, then or a minute. Yeah, so they get sixty bucks. Yeah, it's really not that much money. <laughs> for wasting that much time. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great show though, and but all some, your clips were really funny. I loved all of them. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, it was cool to do. There's not a lot of uh, shows that that let you do that. Just kind of think on your feet and just improvise and mess with people. So you kind of just like audition and do like some. I remember it was the second time I auditioned. I did. I think I auditioned for the first season. I didn't get it, and then the second year I went in, and then they liked me, and then they just rolled the second season into the third season, and yeah. That's cool. They just let you go in and just riff with. There were islands to swim to, so <laughs> you you knew the character, you knew what they didn't like, you knew you would kind of hit these beats throughout the date. And but how you got to the islands was up to you, and okay. something might have been said, and you just kind of bounce off that. So it was a combination between a skeleton of a an idea and then just you running off. Sounds like really fun though, <laughs> just to goof around. Yeah, and then there's an you have an earpiece too, right? Yeah, and they're they talking to you from the van, and the producer sometimes would want you to be meaner than you. <laughs> like they would want me to say something, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and they're like, say it, <laughs> say it, you fucking pussy. <laughs> It's very hard to be on a date and hear a voice in your head saying, Say it, you fucking pussy. Just brutal. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, also, another one of the sketches that I loved that you did with Aristotle was the front view. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really just... Uh, did you write that one, too? Yeah. That was capitalizing on that butt camera trend. Right. It was just blowing up on the web. These LA girls, they put a camera on their butt and then they would just walk around. See how many people and it was this, them Yeah, and it was this montage, this slow motion montage of every guy that checked out their butt yeah. set to this Amanda Blank song. And it just <laughs> it just tore through the internet. It was getting so many views. And I was driving one day and I got this view for like the guy counterpart one. <laughs> for girl people looking at a guy's crotch. <laughs> And just shot. It was just so easy to do. It was all just conceptually there. The concept of sound, and then the reveal would be that I had a giant consumer grade camera <laughs> duct taped to my crotch. Like it, that's why everyone was looking at it. It wasn't because I had a hot dick. <laughs> it was just because I had this crazy big camera it's strapped such a to great my sketch. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Was the Jesus guy like? Total I know accident? him. No, oh, you no. Know? So. I saw the uh, the original version mm -hmm. and he's in there. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, Kevin, I know, because he hangs out at the comedy store all the time. Is he a comic? No, he's just he's one of those Sunset Strip characters. Like, he's he's a good dude. His name's Kevin. His name's Kevin. Cool yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 So I've had conversations with him and stuff. And why does he dress like Jesus uh, every day? I don't know. Is that just this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was making my version, I'm like, I'm gonna get Kevin. <laughs> How great, what a great Easter egg to have. Yeah. Anybody who watches both of them be like, whoa, what the fuck? How, <laughs> how is that guy in both of them? He's just checking that girl thing, guys. <laughs> yeah, so we, we brought him in for that shot. It was too perfect. That's so funny. And his take when he looks back over his shoulders. He's funny. in a lot of stuff. He's LMFAO loves him. He's in yeah. a lot of their music videos. It's really brilliant when you think about it because he just dresses up as Jesus and it's, it's instant access anywhere. Everyone wants a photo with him. He could get into any party, no matter what the exclusivity is, because it's true. Jesus. Like Jesus, <laughs> come up to this part, this rager. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, he can get into everything. Yeah. There's like an Oscar party. Jesus, who's <laughs> gonna turn down Jesus? Yeah. Whereas if you and I were trying to get in, we're we're not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. He's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. LA is his stage. He just works around. Just time. talk about instant access. Who's gonna turn away Jesus? I actually saw him one time on Alvaro Street and they're doing their in that square where they do the dances at the end of the month the uh -huh. big dances and he just walked by and then people saw him and he just started dancing in the middle of the dance like he didn't even care and yeah. they were like yeah alright like that's Jesus it's just instant party yeah it's just, cool to be has a great loved time. instantly I'm glad I know his name is Kevin now it's yeah. really funny I don't know if that's his real name or not because on Facebook his name is Kevin Lee Light which is like a play on Heavenly Light yeah so I don't I don't know <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> yeah, there's so many layers. That's so. Does he ever go on stage at the comedy store? Does he like no, drag he just him kicks on? it. No, so he funny. just likes hanging out there. He yeah. enjoys comedy and yeah, he's a cool guy. Very cool. 
Um, so right now you're doing all the main clubs throughout LA and touring a little bit, probably. A little bit. Sometimes I'll I'll feature for Bobby Lee or Chris D'Elia. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to get on my own. Like I can headline. It's just I don't think I have enough TV credits really where where I'm headlining a ton. So I'm just waiting for that to follow through. And, and until that, then, I'm just featuring. For that case, what you mean, TV, just I to get a just crowd? To be enough of a name oh, to, okay. to draw, probably. Because I think right now, I'm a, I'm a tough sell to headline. Um, even though, artistically, I can. Because I've seen you like three or four times, and there was all different. I was like, well, yeah, and I did, I did do an hour. I like, did an I hour at uh, the improv, the Hollywood improv. Mm-hmm. So like, LA knows what's up. Right. But I don't know if I'll like, draw tickets elsewhere. So I think just... More TV credits and late night stuff would grease the wheels in terms of trying to just headline across the country or something. So is your next like plan maybe like something like Conan or do you want to do like a half hour? Yeah, I've been trying to do a late night, but that whole back and forth is is so it's a lot of waiting. Like oh we like this, we like that, maybe blah blah. blah. Uh, I'm waiting on like the Tonight Show people. Yeah, You're supposed to get back to me. But a how lot does of that, that work? Do you send clips? You or? submit. They take a look at it, and they say, we like this, we like this. Maybe switch that out for something else. So it's just back and forth. Then hopefully you get to a point where they're like, all right, I'm going to show to the producers. And they say, oh, I like it. And then you set a date. But it's just this big process. Yeah. So I don't know. I would like to. We'll see what happens. But outside of that, I'm, uh, I think I'm just going to do my own hour. I'm just going to fund it myself and shoot it. I don't have delusions of selling massive units or anything i just want to do it to to encapsulate it artistically because i write so much that if i don't do this these bits are gonna be floating around and there's gonna be no real clear home for them and also i have no footprint for stand-up you've seen me at the comedy store a lot you know my brand of humor and all that but to some kid in the midwest all they have is a few clips on the internet maybe some sketches right to, to try to formulate what i am but if you have an hour, there's no ambiguity as to what you are comedically. Right. So I just want that for that. I just want. Just to, do you want to uh, do like an album or like a DVD? I think I want to do. I, I want to do a, a DVD, cool. an album, and I think with my style as well, an album would be a lesser form of what I do. I would want it's it to very, be in tandem. Right. To the here's an audio copy. Yeah, yeah. Would Lance I, make I, an appearance in the hours? I'm actually, yeah, I think I think it would be coupled with maybe a Lance documentary. <laughs> so like a short Lance documentary. That'd be perfect. Yeah. That just uh, kind of chronicles his ascension. <laughs> and there'd be talking heads, just people at the comedy store, like where he came from. Does Lance from get along with Fahim, or is he competing with Fahim in the comedy world? I feel like Fahim likes Lance more than Lance likes him. <laughs> They're friends. Yeah. But Fahim is far more vocal about his friendship with Lance than Lance is about his. I think one time Lance tweeted to Fahim, he's like, sorry, I bumped Fahim at Comedy Store, but judging by uproarious laughter, no one give a fuck. And then I had this Twitter beef with Lance. I'm like, hey, man, it's bad enough you bump me. You don't have to shit on me as well. And he goes, sorry, bro, heat of the moment. Oh, I love Lance. Yeah. Good guy. So I think that's my goal. My media goal is just... And also I'm at a point in my career where I'm done waiting for these entities and key holders to tell me that... To have them dictate whether or not I'm ready to shoot a special. Right. When I know... I mean, I've been doing stand-up 12 years. Artistically, there's no reason why I, I can't or shouldn't do it right now. And with technology being what it is... I'm done waiting for people to tell me what I know I can do. So, like, look, here here it was. Are you fucking with it? Yeah, no, no. I'm still going to move forward. Maybe at a later point we can get in bed together. But I'm not going to stunt myself waiting for you to say yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And that's kind of true with the sketches and and churning out material stand-up-wise and trying to do this hour on my own. It's Lance documentary. You could do a lot on your own. I was going to say, yeah, you said like with technology, like Louis just put it up and, you know. And I'm not trying to, I just want to, I just want my art to be out there. Right. I'm not trying to churn this crazy profit or whatever or sell it to the highest bidder. I want to make it and I want to make it and then 
take it as it comes. I'm not going to hold on to it and be like, I'm only going to put it out if I'm going to get this much money from somewhere. Right. Well, I know you don't think you're trying to make money money off it, but I think it's going to do really well. I think maybe your I don't, comedy I, is very. It's nice, but you never know. There's a lot of funny people out there, and Sam Tripoli's was number one on iTunes. Oh yeah, for a while, yeah, right? yeah. That was an album, I think. That wasn't a DVD. I would want the album too, but I would definitely think it would be a disservice if I didn't capture it on Film video. Would be, yeah, that'd be ideal. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I want to work towards. And Ari Shafir, he he's one of those do-it-yourself guys too. Really inspiring to me as well. Some of the button pushers weren't really messing with him. And then he had that podcast, and then he just did his own special. Just did it himself, and I think it was with this this website called Chill Chill dot com. And now Comedy Central is kind of in the Ari Shafir business, and they they have his storytelling show that's going to be on the network, and then they want him to do an hour, and then they bought that Chill special, oh, and cool. they're going to air that as just kind of a, a lead up to the Comedy Central one. So yeah, he's just one of those dudes where. You don't you don't have to wait to create. That seems what Comedy Central is doing now with their online portion too. So with it seems the like Comedy Central Studios. Yeah, and everybody's just making stuff now, so they just kind of like seek out the best guys and sort of buy it from them. True. Yeah. So there's and Ari Shafir's storytelling one. That one's a great, great one. Yeah. Did you ever get to do that one? Or? No, no. Is, so is it in California? In, I think so. Is, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and uh, just create, man. That's the name of the game produce awesome. I like creating and every time you create it's another chance to make more waves and opens more doors if not you could still create right yeah very cool well it was awesome talking to you yeah thank you so much thanks for having me dude no problem thank you very much is there any shows that you're playing um, this will come out on Monday so if you want to plug any Monday. shows for next week. well okay so Lance is, is usually thing? at the con yeah so Lance will have happened by the time <laughs> It's, this is the future, everybody, and Lance already happened. And you're wearing a Back to the Future shirt right That's now. That's true. That's perfect. They didn't ha I wanted to keep that private. <laughs> don't tell them what I'm wearing. <laughs> They're like, uh, our listeners don't know this, but Fahim is wearing a Back to the Future shirt and no pants on. <laughs> which, like, um, what is it? I'm performing at the Comedy Store a lot. But follow Lance on Twitter. Twitter's, his Twitter handle is Lcantstopolis, and he usually tweets when he's performing at the Comedy Store, which is usually Friday or Saturday. Okay. At midnight, it's kind of the sweet spot, and then just my website fahimanor.com. I'll usually have. I live in Koreatown, which is why there's all this crazy noise. <laughs> Dump trucks. <laughs> it's great for podcasting. Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter and my website, and I'm performing around LA all the time. Cool, awesome. Thank you so much. For yeah, your time. of course. It was great talking to you. Same. And that's it. Thank you very much.